0: Behind us tonight, we want to talk about check your spiritual thermostat. Checking your spiritual thermostat. Now, Revelation three sixteen, God, uh, Jesus is talking. God is talking. The Spirit is talking to the churches. It says, "He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches." Well, guess what? The Spirit is still. Talking to the churches, and he's still talking to each and every one of us if we will listen. He'll talk to you every day if you will listen. A lot of times he's talking and we're not listening. But just as in the book of Revelation, as the Spirit is speaking to the churches, he's speaking to us, the church, today. In Revelation 3:16, it says, So because you are lukewarm. Now he's not just speaking To one church, he's actually speaking to the body as a whole. Because when you look at the seven churches and you put them all together, they're one church. They're one body. Even though they're scattered in different areas and they're fellowshipping and assembling in different areas, still one body. It's still one church. And that's the reason the letter that went to one church also went to other churches. Because God said, hey, this applies to everybody. These are the things I want to bless. These are the things we got to make adjustments on. So, as we look at this, God is saying, So, because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit, which means vomit you out of my mouth. He says, I will spit, literally vomit you out of my mouth. Now, if you've been in church long or many years, you've heard this sermon before or something like it. I have preached this sermon before, but today, for whatever reasons, God stirred my spirit, pulled out the scripture, says, open it up, I want to show you some things, I want to talk to my people about some things, I want to put a fresh revelation on this scripture. Now again, look at it, because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit, vomit you out of my mouth. God is speaking here. Don't get that, this is serious. God is speaking that we can literally make him sick at his stomach, now that that's a serious thought, you know. I preach this, and like many preachers, I have the habit of focusing on the lukewarm, because we're trying, because that's what he's spitting out. But then we don't always expound on the cold and the hot. But God had told me, "Tell him what you're talking about." And the Spirit began to reveal to me, "What is it to be cold? What's he talking about?" He said, "You will need the hot." No, you're cold. What does it mean to be cold? It means, number one, to be worldly minded. You got your mind on the world and everything that's in the world. You know, the Bible says a good soldier is not mindful of the things of the world, but the battle that he's in. He's called to a duty. He is called to action. He is called to fight the good fight. And just like the believer, if we're not careful, we get so worldly minded and that's what it is to be cold. you're worldly minded, you're not spiritual minded. All you're thinking about is what's happening in the world. And don't get me wrong, I know we're going through some things, but my friends, God's got this in the palm of his hand. It doesn't matter what the enemy does, that which he would mean for evil, the Bible says God will turn it for good. Now, it don't get any plainer than that. God says, I'm going to take care of you, I'm going to provide for you, I'm going to carry you. No matter what happens, God said, I got you. And that's all we need to know. We don't have to figure it out. We don't have to walk in fear. Come on, somebody. We don't have to keep up with the numbers. Well, today we got this many more cases. I don't care how many cases we've got. God is still in control. Mm -hmm. God knows what he's doing. And put your faith in the Lord and trust him. Lest you become guilty of doubt and unbelief, which is sin. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Don't allow this situation to cause you, as a believer, to walk in sin because you're worrying and doubting. Rise up and walk in faith. Start prophesying over your house. Start prophesying over your workplace. Start prophesying the word of God, His goodness, and what He can and will do. If you want to do something, quit worrying. Start prophesying. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. To be cold means to be selfish. It's the me mentality. King me. King me. God's not on the throne. Jesus is not on the throne. The Holy Spirit's not on the throne. You're on the throne. You're calling the shots. You're the one doing it your way. That's what it means to be cold. You're worldly minded and you're self-centered. It's all about you. It's self-promotion. It's all about me. The me mentality. Then it's also one who complains, murmurs, and always fault-finding. That's what it is to be cold. Always complaining. Always murmuring. Nothing's ever right. Nothing's ever good enough. Always finding fault with everything. That's what it is to be cold. Also very negative. My friends, the word of God is power. And it will lead us. It will strengthen us. It will help us. It will instruct us. It will correct us. But it will always bless us if we'll read it and study it and apply it. But to be cold is to be negative. We're always looking on the negative side of things. Someone tries to cheer you up. Someone tries to give you the word of God. Oh, yeah, 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 but. Ain't no buts about it. It's either God or it's not. Ain't no buts about it. It's God or it's not. And we got to make up our mind. Are we going to walk in faith or are we going to live in doubt and fear? Because God through the Word and the Spirit gives us the power to walk under the anointing of Almighty God. We were built for times such as this. And that's where we ought to be shining and not whining. That's another sermon you can go back and listen to. But to be cold lastly means you have no interest in God or in spiritual things. Now let me ask you tonight we're checking our spiritual thermostat. When it comes to God and spiritual things, what time frame, what percentage of it exists in your life? If you claim to be a Christian, how much time are you really giving to God? I really wonder now that we're not so many, we we, we can't assemble and go to church. That would have been two or three hours a week. We would have you taken that same time and invested it in your home spending time with the Lord? Bringing your family in and having devotion. and Or do you just think you're on a spiritual vacation? Oh my. Are we giving the same amount of time to God at home that we would have been giving at church? Are we serving him at home? Are we ministering at home? Are we doing what we know pleases him at home? But if you're cold, you have no interest in the things you are. Like. I know Christians who claim to be, who don't even have any interest And the things that are spiritual, everything that comes out of their mouth is worldly. But what does it mean to be hot? Sometimes what people think is hot. See, there's a reason tonight God wants me to distinguish between all of these, which I've never really done before. Like a lot of preachers, I focus on the lukewarm. But if we're not careful, what we think is hot is actually lukewarm. I was telling Pop just a while ago, it's like someone said, Well, I read my Bible, that makes me hot. Well, when's the last time you read it? Well, two weeks ago. Listen, horsefly, you ain't hot. If you haven't read your Bible in two weeks' time, if you haven't prayed in the last three days, I'm going to tell you you ain't hot. You ain't hot at all. Daily. If you're going to be hot, you're daily walking in the Spirit. Daily, you're walking with and in the Holy Spirit of God. You are mindful of Him. You are aware of Him. In every decision you make, everything you do, we are aware of the Holy Spirit. We're communing with Him. We're listening to Him. We're doing what He says, what He teaches. We are in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That's hot. We're praying with expectancy. Well, I, I prayed two days ago, but do you pray with expectancy? Well, I was praying, hoping, but did you pray with expectancy? See, sometimes our prayers are a wish list. We're wishing, but we really don't believe. Jesus said, when you pray, believe. When you're hot, you believe what you pray. My friend, my goodness, when we read God's word with a desire to learn it, not just to put in our time because we, oh, come on now, because we've got to read it through a year, So I got to put in my time today. My friends, when you're hot, you read the word of God because you desire to learn. You want to know more. You want to be able to talk to God. You want to know what God wants and what God desires and how to live. You really want to know the truth. That's what it means to be hot. We begin prophesying God's word over other people and over situations. Right now, every believer ought to be prophesying the word of God over this situation in our life. We ought to be prophesying that our God is faithful and he is abundant in mercy and love and that he is going to carry us through. We ought to be prophesying in this time that we're going. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to prophesy. We're going to pray. We're going to walk in the spirit. We're going to believe God. That's what we're going to do. They give. When you're hot, you want to give. Not legalistically, only what you have to, to the penny. You want to give. You want to give God the tithe. You want to give God offerings. And you want to give to other people who have needs. Well, I give my tithe and that's enough. No, it's not enough. Because God said to give tithes and offerings. And God said, if you see your brother in need, come on, somebody, preach my own I need an amen out of somebody. God said, if you see your brother in need, help your brother. Right. That's beyond just the tithe and offerings. Well, brother, I have, a, I have a tough time giving. Well, we shouldn't because everything we got belongs to God. All we're doing is giving what he says, when he says, how he says, knowing that as we give, it shall be given unto us, knowing that God is going to be faithful, knowing that as we sow, we're going to reap. That's being hot. God, what do you want me to give? What do you want me to do? How much do you want, Lord? My, my, my. Assembling happy with other believers. You know, when I hear Christians say, well, I don't have to. I don't have to be in church to be a Christian. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Hear me out. Why do you want to go to heaven with Christians beyond number if you don't want to be with them now? Why do you want to spend eternity with people you don't want to be with now? you ever think about that? But yet, i got to say this. We'll go sit in a basketball court. We'll go sit on a football field. We'll go sit on a baseball field. We'll go to a shopping mall with hundreds of people we don't even know and be comfortable with it. But then we don't want to go to the house of God and sit with our brothers and sisters and worship God who is worthy. Figure that one out. In case, if you didn't know tonight, I'm probably not making many friends, but you want to know what it is to be hot? You want to be with the brothers and sisters, you want to fellowship with one another, you want to encourage one another, you want to build up one another. My friends, it's not just about what we do for them, it's what they do for us. We need each other. We need to be in church, we need to be in an assembly. We need to be in a house gathering. But we need to be together with other Christians. Praising God joyfully. I mean, just because he's God. Not trying to get anything from him. Just praising him for who he That's what it is to be hot. Worship him with passion. That's what it is to be hot. Thanking him wholeheartedly for everything that he's done. What he's even going to do. That's what it is to be hot. Now I'm going to ask you, are you hot? Come on. Now what is lukewarm? I can sum it up for you in one quick word. Even though I do have a few more things down here. It's called a hypocrite. H-Y-P-O-C-R-I-T-E. In case if you, hypocrite. Which means a pretender, an actor, an imitator. That's what it is to be lukewarm. You're a hypocrite. You claim one thing, but you live something else. Oh my. If your Christianity cannot be convenient, you can do it when you feel like it, then you don't want it. Oh, it's got to be convenient. Whew. It's got to be casual. It's got to be what works for me. I mean, do I have to dress up to go to church? You'd dress up to go to a job interview, wouldn't you? Because then again, some folks probably wouldn't do that. Probably why you didn't get the job. Come on. We want it to be casual. We want it to be convenient. You know, when I think of that word convenient, I have to ask myself, How convenient was it for Jesus to go to the cross and die for our sins? I'm sure there's a lot of other things he could have been doing that day. How convenient was was it for him to be mocked, spit upon, have his beard ripped out, ripped, I mean beaten beyond recognition, the Bible says. There was no beauty found in him. How convenient was that? How convenient is it for Christians overseas today in third world countries that are not with a heavy Christian influence being slaughtered daily? How convenient is that? But you see, that's what a lukewarm person does. They're hypocrites. They're only about convenience and being casual. Kim said in her last newsletter, if you didn't get a chance to read it, I should have let her preach this sermon tonight. By being double-minded. You got faith one second, doubt the next. I get amazed at the people, the doubt that I hear coming out of their mouths. Well, you know, I know God did this one time, but I don't know if he'll do this again. Well, is he still God? Is he still faithful? Is his word still true? Yes, he'll do what he said he'll do. Well, I don't know it. Well, then you don't know God. You don't know the God that I know. If you don't know, he's faithful. You know a God you've made up, but you don't know my God. I pray you'll get to know him. Double-minded. The Bible says you're double-minded in all your ways. That makes you unstable. You can never be secure about anything. But then there's haughty, which means you're never really sure about anything. You know, I don't have to be sure but about one thing. God that's all I got to be sure about is that God is faithful and because God is faithful he sent his son Jesus to die for my sins and through that I received the Holy Spirit and through that I have the word of God anything that is God and relates to God I can put faith in I don't have to be haughty. I don't have to go as, as Kim said between two opinions, between two different spirits. Well, is it this or is it? No, it's right down the middle. The Bible says, straight is the way that leads to eternal life. Legalistic, doing only what is necessary. That's how you know you're lukewarm. You're up. Well, how little can I do and still be a part of the church? How little can I do and still be a Christian? Well, can I watch this movie? I mean, I know there's some profanity. I know there's nudity in it, but hey, it's still got a good plot. Legalistic. If you've got to see how close you can get to sin, you're already too close. Hallelujah. The terms spit and vomit refer to something that is sickening to God. Think about this. It is in reference to something That sickens God. Imagine that. We can actually live in a way that makes God sick. Wow. Have you ever had something, the way it smelled, the way it tasted, a situation that actually sickened you? I remember once having someone do something to me. It's almost painful thinking about it now like, I heard a brother on on the preaching the other day, but I actually had somebody do something to me that literally made me sick to the point that I threw up. It hurt me that bad and made me that nauseated, and I can only imagine what God goes through. I've tasted things that were so bad you couldn't help but spit it out. Now, I'm going to say this. You take it for what it's worth. I got to preach the word of God. I got to preach what the spirit puts in my heart. Sadly, many think it's just okay with God, whatever they want to do, because they're Christians. Well, I got news for you. That is not the case at all. There's not another relationship on this earth that we could get away with treating people like we often treat God. Now I'm going to say that again. There's not another relationship on this planet that we have that we could probably get away with doing what we're doing, what we do to God and think it's okay. I need an amen out of somebody tonight. It's my name. Come on, talk to me. In Mark 7, 6, look at what Jesus said. Wow. Jesus said unto them, those that were listening, well, Elijah did prophesy. (laughs) Well, what is it? What that man said was right. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written. Now, this is Jesus. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Jesus was talking to the religious crowd, the leaders, The ones who rejected him, he said even Isaiah the prophet did well when he said you were hypocrites and that even though you speak of me, your heart is far from me. It is sad the amount of people who claim to be Christians by title and yet their lifestyle says something entirely different from what they're saying. What's, what's your temperature tonight? Are you cold? Or are you hot? Or are you lukewarm? Jesus said if you're lukewarm, you're a hypocrite. And, and even though you claim him, you better hear me, he don't claim you. What do you mean the Lord don't claim? It's in the word. If you live in a way that denies me, Jesus said I'll deny you before my father. You better know the word. I'm still amazed at the amount of so-called Christians, but hear me on this, who still support, without any guilt, gender identity. Now we can't even say boy or girl anymore because they don't know what they are. Well, if you know anything about anatomy, I'll be glad to tell you what they are. God hadn't changed his mind. To say that a girl is actually a boy is to call God a liar. Because God made that child the way they are and God has a divine destiny for that child. God has a a will for that child's life and a plan and for you to say it's something else or let them even say there's something else is a lie from hell itself. But too many Christians still believe abortion is okay. You know, and I know there's a lot of people out there tonight. There's a lot of ladies out there tonight. You're hurting from that decision, and my heart goes out to you. And and I'm sorry for whatever reasons you made that decision. I know life can be hard. We don't always make the right choices, especially when we're younger. But I want you to know God loves you tonight. And if you've repented of that tonight, God has forgiven you. So I'm, I'm not saying that you've never been there. I'm not saying that at all. I want you to hear my heart. Because it does hurt. People do make the wrong choices. But to say it's okay is never right. I, I, I can't help who's done it, who hasn't. But I do know this, it's not right for anybody. At any time, it's not right. God says it's not right. And when I hear... The leaders of abortion say, well, it's a woman's right to choose. But well, that is the most hypocritical thing I've ever heard in my life. Because there's a good chance that 50% of the children that are being aborted are girls. What about their choice? If all women have a choice, what about the 50% of the girls that are being slaughtered in the womb? You see, it's the most hypocritical thing to say abortion's okay. And homosexuality. To say it's okay. And same sex marriage. To say it's okay. And to have gay ministers and gay music. And to say it's okay. I got news for you. God said it's not. And he hadn't changed his mind. Why? Because all of these things will lead people to destruction. And God loves you too much to let you go in that way. And not try to stop you. You got to realize all of these things are sin. That will separate you from God. And that's not what God wants. God knows where these decisions will lead you. Well, Brother Mills, I feel... Let me help you with this. If what you feel does not line up with what God's truth says, you are flat dead wrong and you are an enemy of the truth. I know that's hard. But if what you feel doesn't line up with what God says is truth, then you're dead wrong. I'm dead wrong. Anybody's dead wrong. Because God's not going to change the truth for anything or anybody. Now, I want to caution you on something. God does not take it lightly those who take his word lightly. God does not take lightly those who take his word lightly. And Psalm one hundred nineteen eighty nine 89, it says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Which means it ain't never going to change. Ever. Culture may change. Society may change. Opinions may change. Politics will change. Universities have changed. But God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God will never change. Ever. The Word of God is a plumb line that will judge, direct, correct and instruct every generation from the past, present and future until Jesus comes, the word of God will never change. It doesn't have to. Because the nature of man never changes. Jimmy Evans said this and I love this. You don't read the word of God, the word of God reads you. Woo, that'll Preach. You don't read the Word of God because it ain't up for your interpretation. The Word of God reads you to show me who I am, to show me where I can be, to show me all that God has meant for me to be. The Word of God reads us. We don't just read the Word of God. God warns against anyone who tries to change His Word in any way. What many are not calling enlightenment, We're living in a generation where we've been enlightened. No, you haven't. You've been self-deceived by the enemy. Because you have neglected the truth, God has given you over to a reprobate mind. We need to repent and come back to the truth. We're warned about it in Timothy. In 3 and 4, verse 3, look at what it says. For the time will come when they, who are they? The ones who think they've been enlightened. The ones who think they know more than God knows. The ones who think the Word of God isn't true. For they will not endure sound doctrine, teaching, preaching, but according to their own lust and desires. Because they have itching ears, which means ears that want to hear what they want to hear. Not the truth, tell me what I want to hear. They will heap up, which means gather up themselves teachers. I'm going to keep going from church to church till I find a preacher who tells me my sin is all right. Or either that one who doesn't preach about it at all. And just tell me how good I am, preacher. Just tell me how nice I am. And I'll be glad to put money in your plate if you'll tell me what I want to hear. It's happening every day. Happens every Sunday. And notice what it said in verse 4. And they will turn away their ears from the truth. shall be turned to fables. That means a story having a glimpse of truth but far from it. Satan will never tell you a direct, bold-faced lie. He'll mix just enough truth to deceive you. And that's what a fable is. You want to go somewhere where they give you just enough truth to make you feel good about the sin you won't let go of. Ooh, there are too many Christians surfing the web to find that right preacher who'll help tell me what I want to hear. Honey, I can tell you preachers can be There's a lot of money that they can be bought every day. As long as you keep sending the money, they'll keep on telling you what you want to hear. All of you on the road to hell, they'll tell you what you want to hear. But if that's not bad enough. Now we've got so many people going with the watered-down translations because, well, it's not quite like the King James. There are a lot of translations out there that are far from the King James. So diluted they have no power, they have no anointing, but it makes you feel good about yourself. Mm-mm-mm, I just want to preach. So what is your spiritual thermostat set on right now are you hot are you cold are you lukewarm every one of us knows where we are with God right now you want to know why I know that because the Holy Spirit's already told you you already know I already know you see that's the power of the Holy Spirit he's not going to let you stray away from God and not let you know he's not going to let you stay cold and not let you know He's not going to let you stay lukewarm and not let you know. That's how much God loves us. The God who loves and cares for us greatly, I'm just going to say it, for many in the church is sick. Sick of how some claim to be his and yet their behavior and conduct is far from it. God is excited on how others are loving Him completely. Serving Him faithfully. Obeying Him with the help of the Holy Spirit. God is excited. If you're one of those people hot tonight, God's excited about His relationship with you. If you're cold tonight, God is concerned about that relationship. And if you're lukewarm, God wants you to get it right. And He'll help you do it. God's reaching out. Right now. Maybe you say, Well, you know, I... I probably fall into that, that cold category. But well, I want you to know tonight, God's reaching out to you right now and said, Hey, we can have a wonderful relationship if you'll just accept me. Accept my son Jesus and what he did on the cross for you. Accept my word is true. Accept my Holy Spirit to help you. God says I can do dynamic things in your life. God's inviting you tonight to come out of that cold and become hot for him, with him, for him, in him. He's reaching out. Jesus also said in Revelation 3.19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. As many as I love, I rebuke and I chasten. I correct. I do whatever I need to do to get them on the right path because that path is the path I can bless them in. God wants to bless us tonight. God wants to do awesome things with us tonight. God is merciful. The Bible says he loads us daily with benefits. He's not a God that's up there evil trying to rule over us. He's trying to have a relationship with us. But he says, be zealous, which means anxious to repent and get it right with God. So I want to ask you tonight, what what your spiritual thermostat set on tonight? I know the Spirit speaking to you. I pray tonight, if you feel you fall into that lukewarm category in any area, that you will repent tonight. Be zealous. Be zealous and repent. And allow the Holy Spirit to help you go from there to hot. I'm praying for those that are cold, you, you go out straight to hot. For those that are lukewarm, repent and go to hot again i just feel like i need to go back and, and what is hot i want to give you this again what does it mean to be hot this is what we should desire to daily walk and live in the holy spirit to pray with an expectancy to read god's word with desire to learn to prophesy god's word over others and over our situation it's giving our tithes our offerings and to the needs of others it's assembling properly with other believers It's praising God joyfully. It's worshiping God passionately. It's thanking God wholeheartedly. That's where we need to be. And I pray tonight, you'll make a decision to go there. Give an invitation to anybody tonight who doesn't know God. You've never known anything so awesome, anything so wonderful as to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, you can follow this world and you can be cold, because that's what it is to be cold, you're worldly minded. And my friends, it's going to lead you down a road of destruction. You're never going to have the true joy and the true happiness that God destines for you to have. But he invites you tonight to trust him, to call on his son that you can be saved, that your sins can be forgiven, and that the Holy Spirit can come into your life and lead and guide and help you. And the word of God will be your foundation. You'll have an instruction manual for life. So I invite you tonight, if you don't know Jesus... (coughs) That tonight you would call him Lord. That tonight you would accept him as your Lord and Savior. Believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead. Confess your sins and repent of it. And you do it tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. For the rest of us, we may just need to do an evaluation, see what the temperature is. We might need to repent a little bit and get it back right with God. Again, I thank you so much for tuning in tonight.